Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm really excited today to have Abigail Kiso Hopkins here. Um, She is the co-founder of That Clean Life, and she's going to talk to us all about how to start a meal planning subscription service. Now, this is a question I get a lot from all of you, from my clients, from my students, is I love this idea of doing a meal planning subscription, but where do I start? How do I create it? What platforms do I use to make the meal plans? Where do I host everything? So Abigail is going to walk us through all the steps today to actually get that meal planning subscription service started. And I'm really excited to have her here. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So Abigail is the co-founder of That Clean Life, a software that helps health professionals easily create personalized nutrition programs for their clients without spending hours on it. Abigail is also a mom of two, a registered nurse, a culinary nutrition expert, and a big fan of hip hop. So I'm curious if you watched the halftime show the other day, Abigail. No, I did not. Oh, no. (laughs) I wish I did. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here. I'm really excited to um, dig a little bit more into this topic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to, you know, talk about this more and shed some light on it. Yeah, well, let's jump right in because I definitely have so many questions when it comes to this topic. And like I mentioned in the intro, so many people are curious about this and want to make this work. They just don't know where to get started. So what would be some reasons why nutritionists maybe should even consider a meal planning subscription service? And maybe what is it for those that are wondering, um, like what exactly uh, is a meal planning subscription service? Yeah. So yeah, let's start with what a meal planning subscription service is. And it's basically a subscription service that you set up and you provide continuous content to your clients. And the really good thing about it is that it's a source of recurring revenue. So essentially your clients can sign up for continuous access. They get billed every month, month over month or year, depending on how you set it up. And they need to keep paying that fee to keep getting access to the new content you're releasing in your membership site. Um, And that can be meal plans. It can be meal plans and recipes. It can be anything else you want to package in there that you think would provide value. And so why would a nutritionist um, start this to begin with? Like what benefit would it bring to them and to their clients? Yeah. So for Nutritionists who have been working with clients over a long period of time, and then the client is ready to go off on their own, a meal planning subscription site gives you somewhere to refer your clients so that they continue working with you, even though they might not need one-on-one coaching from you anymore. And it allows you to kind of keep that client working with you over a longer period of time. And then Usually this is going to be at a lower price point than your one-on-one services. So it's even great for uh, leads or not even clients who want to work with you but might not necessarily need one-on-one care um, so they can go to your meal planning membership site and kind of get a preview of what it's like to work with you and work with you at a 
you know, lower touch point and lower cost point too. And then the, the most obvious thing is recurring revenue. Like every nutritionist mm-hmm. wants to have a source of recurring revenue, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. So you're basically saying like this can help those people who are coming to your business and maybe don't want to pay the prices of the one-on-one coaching, don't need the one-on-one coaching, um, or maybe just need this like more meal planning or recipe planning support. So if people kind of coming into your business, it can support and people coming out of working with you, it can support. So it's kind of like a funnel for both ends of your business. Yeah. And you can make it, you can set it up for whatever way, you know, would work best for you. Like we have a member of that clean life who runs a program and the only way for people to get into her membership site is to do her program first. So then when they're done, um, she has a place for them to go and to continue to keep up the momentum and continue to work with her. Um, but then we have other people who have it open to everybody. Um, so like anybody can come and choose that as an option when they're looking at their services page. So there's really no right or wrong way to set it up. But like you said, it can really be a great thing to have available for clients, no matter kind of what journey they're at in working with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like that it can be a little bit of a lower cost investment so that um, people can dip their toes in if you want. Or like you mentioned, people can stay involved with you after working with you. Because I think that's one of the things like we can put so much time and energy into um, getting a new client, but keeping them a client for a long period of time can be difficult, like retaining them over um, you know, like months or years. So having them like join this meal planning subscription service for a lower cost where they're already, you know, a raving fan of yours, it's probably going to be a no brainer for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, like a lot of people still need continued support when they're done working with you one-on-one, they need that accountability and that support. And this allows you to have something there ready in the wing waiting for them when they get to that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're definitely selling me and I'm sure everyone listening on this because it definitely sounds like something that can be easily implemented, easily utilized in your business. But is there anything that a nutritionist should consider before they dive right into creating a meal planning subscription service? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't want to like sell it as the dream because I think there are a lot of things that need to happen first before you start to build a meal planning subscription site because you really have to lay the foundation, right? So first thing, the first major consideration is, do your clients have a nutrition-related problem that a meal planning membership site could solve for them? So your membership site really must be solving a problem that your ideal client is experiencing because people can get meal plans and recipes online for free with a simple Google search, right? Like it's not hard to find. So you know, if you offer something that people can get anywhere for free online and it doesn't really address or speak to a problem that they have, it won't be successful. So offer a solution to a problem that your ideal client has. So for example, let's say you're a nutritionist who specializes in helping women lose weight through the keto diet. And then you've recognized that many of these women struggle with crunching their macros to stay in ketosis. So you could create a membership site that offers weekly keto meal plans with recipes and grocery lists and balanced macros that takes the guesswork out of living a keto lifestyle and makes it really simple and fun for them. So Mm -hmm. that's a really key point is to really have a, a specific problem and a specific group of people. And you have to ensure that this is going to save them time and money and make their lives easy. Otherwise, 
don't even bother. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to interject for a quick second, um, I have two questions. So can somebody create a meal planning subscription service if they don't have a niche or a specific focus for their business? Um, That's a good question. And I I think it's possible. I absolutely think it's possible. I know a lot, you know, common business advice is to choose a niche. And yes, it's going to make your life easier. But personally, like I originally started a community around just eating healthy in general. That's how I kind of got into this. And there wasn't really a specific topic, but more a group of women who just kind of wanted to eat healthy. Um, That worked for me. But I think, and also I should add that was eight years ago. I think today it's it's much different just with the abundance of materials online for free. So I do think you you would have a much easier time with it if you have a niche nailed down. But with that being said, I think it's still doable if you don't and you have a big enough community. Yeah, that's a really good point. And absolutely, I'm totally in the same kind of thought process as you have, you know, it might be easier if you have a niche, because then you just have a very specific Mm -hmm. outcome you need to create. But um, if you don't, that doesn't mean it's impossible. So this really might be um, asking you to dig into um, some of the members that you have inside your community. But do you have some examples of people who are running a meal planning subscription service with that clean life, and maybe some of the topics they're utilizing inside that subscription service? Yeah. So one member who comes to mind right off the bat, um, she's working with clients for weight loss uh, and her membership site is geared towards that. So she has a whole system built out um, that goes over how that teaches her clients how to lose weight without counting calories and, you know, really focusing on the nutrients. Uh, So she's taken that system. She has a program. And then after her clients are done that program, then they go into her membership site and it focuses on weight loss further in there. Um, And then actually another member of ours has a meal planning subscription service and it's really not focused on a topic. And she's been doing this for years and has been doing really well for it. It's just general meal plans emailed to you weekly. Um, And yeah, that seems to be working well well for her. Well, and I guess too, like, so obviously if it's specific to a niche, like losing weight or doing keto or maybe like balancing your hormones, like that's, you know, for a very specific person, but I guess you could also, if you're keeping it more generic, you could talk to how it's like, what it's going to do for that person in their life, like saving you time, saving you money at the grocery store. Um, or even you could maybe make it like every meal is under 20 minutes or less mm-hmm. because can you, I think in that clean life, you can actually like, um, uh, find those recipes, sort for recipes based on the length of time they take to create. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, you can filter for recipes based on time. So if you wanted to do something like that, you could, and you can even do things more general, but not too niche, like gluten-free or vegan, or, you know, quickly find recipes under a certain topic like that. Hmm. I mean, I would totally join a 20 minute or less meal planning subscription service myself. So Me too. I, yeah. So I think definitely thinking outside of the box here, right? Like the sky is really the limit. And um, yeah, I think it's a really exciting opportunity for people. So yeah, um, like I, I can speak for myself, like being a busy mom of two running a business. When I go into that clean life, I automatically set the filters. I say dinner, one pan, 
less than 30 minutes. And then I do my search and that's how I pick our dinner recipes. I'm like, why is no nutritionist sending me this to my inbox every week so that I can have it ready to go without spending the time? So for those of you listening, pro tip. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) So just to be clear, like when doing a meal planning subscription service, this would be to like multiple people. So it wouldn't be a custom meal plan. Like for you, you might need, um, because you have two littles at home, maybe you'd need like under 20 minutes or under 30 minutes, but like kid friendly. And then maybe that requires some customization where when we're talking about meal planning subscription service, it's like one meal plan for everyone, no matter their dietary needs or restrictions, um, or size of the family or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an important, um, thing to highlight is that with a meal planning membership site, the resources are not customized. So I, I highly recommend as a nutritionist, you do offer a custom meal planning service because your meal planning membership site's not going to be able to serve everyone, right? You're still going to have those clients who are you know, have really specific needs or who have families or who have specific conditions that you need to customize for. Uh, But that's kind of, as you were saying that, Stephanie, I was thinking, yeah, that's a really good reason to have a niche nailed down before you create a membership site. Like that's a vote for having a niche because to develop generic meal plans that are going to please everybody, if you're trying to please like a big group of people without a specific topic, that's going to be a lot harder. Mm, Yeah, that's very true. Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. Okay. So I know that you have like a certain, um, you know, I think a five-step process for creating and launching a meal planning subscription service. Um, so why don't we just get started? What would be like the first step to create and launch that? Yeah. Okay. So step one, I've already kind of touched on this and that's getting clear on the problem that your meal planning membership site solves. So really kind of taking a step back and thinking about who are your ideal members and what type of meal plans you're going to create that are going to make their lives better or easier and make them more healthier. And determining this upfront is so important because like I said, if if your meal planning membership site doesn't really solve a problem for your ideal client, they're they're not going to join. And if they do join, they're probably not going to stick around because they're not going to see the value of it, right? So <laughs> we've actually seen, like I've seen myself health professionals build out full membership sites only to have no one buy because they didn't really take the time to think about this question up front and they're not really catering to a real need. So you all know your clients best and you know what they struggle with when it comes to nutrition. So I'd really encourage you to make step one, spending time ensuring that your member, your membership site provides meal plans that actually solve a problem. 
Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is a next step, but kind of to add to that, like do a bit of market research. Like you said, like do some polls on um, social media or on your email list and ask them, you know, like, what do they want? What would be easiest for them? Like, do they struggle most with, I mean, a question I get all the time is like, should I do like a Monday to Sunday, seven day meal Mm -hmm. plan? Or should I just do a recipe bundle? So, you know, maybe asking your community what they prefer as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And things like how many people should I design the meal plan to feed? Like, should it be for one person? Should it be for two people? Should it be for four? And again, like you said, ask your community before you dive into this, like what they need from you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Okay, so what would the second step be? Okay, let's move on to step two. Um, That would be decide what content your members will have access to. So Once you're really clear on the problem that your membership site solves, you need to decide how you're going to deliver that through content. So remember, we're talking about a meal meal planning membership site. So how will these meal plans be designed by you to solve your clients' problems? Will they save them time? Will they save them money? Will they help them feel better or alleviate some sort of symptom? So get clear on that so that you're you're clear on what you're creating exactly. And you're also going to need to determine how many meal plans they'll receive every month with their membership because, you know, people are going to need to know that information before they sign up. So like, would you send meal plans weekly or biweekly or release new meal plans monthly? Um, there's no right answer, but you, you need to lock in those details before you get started. So it would be like the average that you see for your members. Is it usually that they're doing once a week sending meal plans or would it honestly just be dependent on like the audience? Um, Generally it's once a week. That's what we see happening most often. And that's, you know, it makes sense to me. If I was joining a meal planning membership site, I probably would want um, new meal plans weekly because that's, you know, how you plan out your meals. So that's the most common. But with that being said, we've also seen some of our members do biweekly or even one monthly plan. And then they kind of cycle between um, different plans, like every other week or something like that. And I guess the price point would probably change depending if it was like once a week versus once a month, because just like you're getting less content if it's once a month and it's maybe less time it's going to take you, the practitioner, to sit down and create that. So do you kind of see, um, I'm not sure if we're going to touch on this later, but I might as well ask the question, do you see like a a wide range of pricing when it comes to meal planning subscriptions? Oh, yes. It's all over the place. We actually, Avita, who is our resident dietitian, and I sat down and we went through all of our members' websites to get a clear picture of what people are charging for different meal planning services and it it ranges so significantly. So there's not like a magical number of what you should charge and it all comes down to um, your expertise and what you're providing because meal plans might not be the only thing you provide with your membership site, right? Like you might want to include like workout videos or yoga videos or whatever else that you want to offer to provide value. Um, So it depends on what you include The problem you're solving, we saw that the more niche the problem, the more you could charge for it. Um, So that that is something to consider. But we saw membership sites priced anywhere from $9 a month all the way up to over $100 a month. So like I said, no right answer, huge range. 
but it, it depends on what you're including and the time investment this is going to take. And that's another thing I want to highlight is that when you're dreaming up all this content that you're going to include in your membership site, let's, let's keep it realistic. Don't bite off more than you can chew because, you know, you're going to have to execute this every week or every month, forever more, forever, however long you keep this membership site open and available for, right? So you want to make sure it's realistic and doable what you're offering. Yeah. And I think it's also that like art and science of not putting so much in the membership that that's the only, unless you like strategically plan this to be the one thing in your business that is like, you know, your bread and butter and that's where you're making all your money, then maybe you do fill it with everything you have to offer. But otherwise, if you have like maybe a one-on-one program or other programs for these people to move on to, you might not want to add every single Mm -hmm. offer inside this because then there'll be no point for anyone to move on to something different. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think we wrapped up step two. Um, What would be step three? Okay. So that's next is deciding how you will deliver the content, right? Like how are you going to get this into the member's hands. So (laughs) this is the step that often totally throws off most health professionals and where they're like throwing in the towel. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. This is too hard. We see it all the time. You have a really clear vision of the content that you're going to create and the problem it solves and how awesome it's going to be. But then the tech aspect of setting it all up is totally overwhelming, right? You probably see this with your clients all the time, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think people just get so overwhelmed and um, just don't have a clear answer. So I'm really curious what you would recommend. Yeah. Um, So this is something that we do in the tech space a lot and we call it an MVP and it stands for minimal viable product. So what is the smallest thing that you can put together that will help you get it out as fast as possible? Like next week, what is the minimal viable product that you can put out And that will help you start testing and validating the need for this and iterating on it. So that's the best way to test that the demand for what you're offering exists. And it will allow you to start small and then build as you go based on feedback. So this is exactly the system we used at That Clean Life when we launched seven years ago. We just started with bare bones, bare minimum, and then we released it. We got a few customers and we've just continued to improve it over time. And you can do the exact same thing with a membership site. Don't go all in on this right away and try to build out this beautiful thing with all of your content in, because that's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of money and you haven't validated the idea. And I know like a lot of people want it to be perfect right off the bat, and you, you have this vision of this beautiful meal planning membership site where everything kind of flows and is automated and you have all these sequences going, but really starting small allows you to get started quickly. And like I said, iterate as you go and it saves you time and money. And then once you've validated your idea, you can justify investing in a real membership site platform like Kajabi or Teachable or Thinkific because at that point, you know, you have the interest to support it, right? Mm -hmm. So I always encourage our members to think of their meal planning membership site as really a constant work in uh, progress, because it it takes a long time to build. Uh, But yeah, starting small is my biggest tip there. Yeah, I love that. I'm a big fan of starting and then figuring things out as you go. Obviously, we want like the, like you said, the minimal viable uh, product 
available and we want to create something that people are going to love, but at the same time, we don't have to spend all of our waking hours making the perfect product um, that can come in time. So I'm curious um, to kind of shift the conversation to like the tech piece. Can people send the meal plans directly from that clean life? Or would you recommend, I know you mentioned like Teachable or Thinkific down the line, would you kind of recommend like either sending straight from that clean life or using like a middleman, like putting everything into like a Google drive, or would there be kind of like a step that they could take before investing in the member platform? Yeah. So you can make it super simple to begin with. You could come onto that clean life, create the weekly meal plans or biweekly or monthly, whatever you're doing or your recipe bundles, um, and then share them with the people who have signed up to participate either through email or, you know, if you're already using a practice management software like Practice Better, they have some tools that can allow you to set that up there as well. Um, but, you know, email, simple, BCC everybody, put everybody's name who's expressed interest or has signed up and paid you for this. BCC them all so they can't see. You protect everybody's privacy. And yeah, it's that easy. Create a meal plan, send it off. I love it. I don't know why we always complicate everything so much more. And um, definitely like you can always grow to using a platform, you know, like I personally use Teachable for my online programs, but you know, you can start using something so simplistic like email. I love that so much. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Okay. What would be our fourth step? Um, Okay. That's deciding what to charge. And we kind of already talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the second I talked about people get hung up on the tech But like I said, use that clean life and email. The tech can be easy. Now, the next thing everybody gets hung up on is pricing. So it's not easy. You know, it's one of the most difficult things as an entrepreneur is choosing your prices and being confident in those. So there are several things you kind of need to take into consideration to ensure your price is really fair and will allow you to be profitable at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're using a service like Teachable or Thinkific or Kajabi and software to help you create the plans like that clean life, you want to make sure that your membership site is priced at a point that's not only going to allow you to cover those expenses, but be profitable to make money. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend as a, just a starting point to look at what similar services are charging and consider how what you're offering compares. Like, are you offering way more than this? person. Well, then you could probably charge more. But with that being said, tread carefully. You also need to take into consideration like what running and marketing your meal planning and membership site will cost. And then, like I said, what profit margin you want to make on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. And then also just coming from the perspective of I did have my own membership, not a meal planning one. um, So I'll be clear about that. Um, But I did have one, I think, like almost about a year or just over a year. And what I really learned is that um, personally, what I would recommend, and I'm curious, Abigail, what you would say to this is to pick a price. Don't pick your top end price that you're like, okay, I want it to be at this price forever. Because personally, I, I wish that I had started it or I did start it low and then raised it over time. And I'm glad I did it that way because then I could raise the price when the value increased and um, there was more content inside of the program. And then um, I felt like my time was being valued as well, where if I had picked kind of my high end price right from the beginning, um, I wouldn't have had any room to grow. So I always like to recommend 
personally like start a little bit lower, but do raise over time as you're adding more value to the program. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, but I'd also like caution to not price too low yeah, so that absolutely. you know you're not um losing money on the endeavor either. Yes, I'm really glad you said that. And I guess it's um there's something to consider too, because sometimes like you had mentioned, some people charge $9. And again, like maybe that's underpricing. I'm not really sure what the, um, the offer was there, but perhaps that person has a large audience. So having hundreds of people in at $9 is still very profitable where maybe somebody charging a hundred dollars, this is their main kind of bread and butter. They're putting all their energy and they only need 10 people in every single month. So I think you have to consider like how many people you also so can hold in this container and that's going to impact the price point as well. Yeah, exactly. Like think about it. If you're charging $9 and you only have say like 10 people that, you know, are going to sign up for this right off the bat is making $90 a month going to cover your expenses and allow you to keep some money in your pocket. Definitely not. So that's, that's a really good point is to take a look at that and make sure that, you're pricing this at a point that's going to allow you to cover those expenses and make money. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It is It is a challenge, I think, pricing. You really did nail it on the head that this is one of the things that stops a lot of people. But I think, like you mentioned, do some market research to see what other people um, are also um, providing and what their offer is, and then find that point, that price point that really works for you. Everybody's life is so different. Everyone's expenses are so different. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally agree that um, kind of looking to see what's out there, but finding something that works for you at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think it does slow a lot of health professionals down, but I'd really encourage you just pick a price and go with it. You can change it. Like the price is not written in stone. So don't try not to spend like an incredible amount of time obsessing over this. Just pick a price and get going on it and you can change it over time. Great advice. Okay. What is our fifth and final step? Okay. When you're done all of this, you've picked your topic, you know what content you're delivering, you know how you're going to get it out to clients, you know your price point. Now it's time to launch and market your meal planning membership site. So, you know, to be very honest, your meal planning membership site will probably grow slowly over time if you don't have much of an audience built up. So a solid launch strategy can really give you that initial momentum that you need with a really big influx of early members so you can start off on the right foot. So a few weeks before you launch your meal planning membership site, you'll want to start creating as much buzz as possible about it by giving like sneak peeks at the content members receive and talking about the value and sending out teasers. And I always love like a simple countdown, you know, Mm. Instagram countdown, the days until your launch to really create anticipation. Yeah. I think the worst thing is keeping quiet on it, working so hard behind the scenes that you forget to mention it. And then you like announce the launch and people are like, wait, what? They have no idea what you're actually doing behind the scenes. So it's like kind of inviting them into the creation process. And like you mentioned, buzzing it so that people feel a part of it. And then they're really excited for when you actually kind of hit go on the project. Yeah, exactly. And while attracting members is like really great, you also have to focus on what happens after they join because Mm -hmm. it's, it's recurring revenue, right? These people are going to pay them. You want them to stay and enjoy it month after month. So you have to create a really good experience for them when they join. 
So retaining your members is going to be critical to the long-term success of your membership site. So really investing as much into getting them to stay as you did into getting them to join. So I really encourage you, like when you're thinking about your launch to balance, balance that launch with also like the experience that comes after the launch. Oh, yeah. I love that you said that. I think this is kind of goes along with the common thing that um, a lot of, um, well, business owners in general think of creating this, you know, quote unquote, passive income, you know, (laughs) maybe the meal planning subscription service, they're going to create it once, you know, one hour a month, create the meal plan, set it, forget it, where Mm -hmm. that might not exactly, like you said, help you retain those people. And something that happens a lot in memberships um, is something they call churn, like the churn rate. So people come in, but then they leave and we don't want more people to be leaving than coming in. So it is like, you know, making sure that once they're in, like you are supporting them and they feel, you know, like it's so much, there's so much value there and it's worth staying. But sometimes we, yeah, just like you said, we focus so much on getting them in that we don't even focus on helping them stay. Yeah. And that's why like, I wouldn't even call this a passive income thing. Sure. It's recurring revenue, but like once you get members signed up, you'll have to make sure that you're staying in close contact and talking to them, ensuring that you're delivering on the value that you promised and ensuring they think they're getting a good return on investment. So really when you launch the work is just beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I think it can be so rewarding too, because again, it just gives you so much opportunity to warm people up to, you know, or or retain people after they've worked with you, kind of some of those benefits we mentioned at the beginning. So I definitely think um, if you put the, you know, right amount of energy into it and you kind of keep that consistency up, it can be a really valuable tool in your business. So yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I think you gave some really tangible steps and for things um, things for people to consider of maybe why or why not they should be creating a meal planning subscription service. And I just wanted to mention that you and I are going to go a little bit more in depth into this topic on a webinar that we're doing on March 30th. So depending when you're listening to this, um, March 30th, 2022, um, we're going to be doing a webinar and I'll share a little bit of info at the end of the podcast about that. But where else can people learn about that clean life? Yeah, so definitely excited about that webinar. I hope to see you all out because like you said, Stephanie, we're going to dive more into detail. I'm also going to take you right into that clean life to show you how easy it can be to create content for your membership site because that's that's often a struggle. So we'll talk more then and I'll have a special something for your community too then. But in the meantime, if you just want to check out That Clean Life, you can find us at thatcleanlife.com and we're also on Instagram um, at thatcleanlife. Perfect. I'll make sure to add all of those links to the show notes and have all of the webinar info ready for you to take a look at and register for as well. And yeah, I'm really excited for that. It's always so fun to actually kind of go behind the scenes and look at the platform. And every time I go in, um, I'm just amazed. And Abigail, Abigail, I don't know if you remember, I was like one of the first people to jump on the business. Oh my gosh. Of course I remember. (laughs) I remember it so clearly. I always tell everybody, yeah, Stephanie was one of our first customers. And for all of you listening, that's a really cool story about me and Stephanie is that when I was, so originally that clean life started out as a meal planning 
site for just personal and individual use. And over the first year, we had a lot of people coming to us saying, you know, I want to, I need this for my business. Like I'm a nutritionist or I'm a naturopath or I'm a personal trainer or I'm a dietitian. And Stephanie came to me and, you know, said, I need this for, to use with my clients, not just like for personal use. And I could tell Stephanie, you were serious. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, maybe this thing does have legs. And actually funny enough, today is our seventh birthday. And I put the screenshot that I took of the email. You were the very first person I emailed to say, Hey, Stephanie, that clean life for business is now here. Oh my Um, gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. It was sent on February 16th, 2016. Um, And I still have the email. I still have the sample plan I sent you. So yeah, you're, you're, you're a big part of this. So thank you for your support from the beginning. Oh, well, you know, honestly, I'm so impressed. And that's kind of what I was saying is like that the platform has grown so much. Like it was pretty incredible when I joined at the beginning, like you guys were so good at updating and adding so many features. And um, when I've most recently gone in to support some of my clients with using the platform, I was just blown away at all of the capabilities. So you, you guys have done a fantastic job. It just goes to show just like you did launching the product and um, improving on it over and over and over. And you guys are a testament to that for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, congratulations on seven years. That's really incredible. It's funny that we're also recording today. I know. <laughs> Out of all days. So <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on and really excited to do the webinar with you. And again, I'll put everything in the show notes for everyone listening. And I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for coming. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.